My God. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. Because maybe I need to remind you what he does for you, he does for me. When I see you in the sanctuary and tears are flowing and your hands are extended, I see the power of the Holy Spirit moving in your life as a prophetic word is confirming again and again what you know is true. When, when, when the, the Holy Spirit taps into the, the abilities, gifts, and talents that are on the inside of you, what, what you already know, what, what you already believe in God for, when the, when the power of the Holy Spirit taps on that area in your life, I, 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 it blesses me because I can see God working. He's working, he's working, he's working, he's working, he's working, he's working. Everything that's being said, everything that's being done, everything that you find yourself operating in, he's working. He's working. And because of that, we understand that God loves us. God loves us. Lord God, today I thank you for your love. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you love us so much, Lord God, that you saw fit to work behind the scenes on our behalf, doing the unexpected, doing the undeserved, the things that we don't even deserve, Lord, you're doing it, you're working it out, Lord God. On our behalf, Lord. We don't deserve it, but it's your grace. It's your grace that is bringing us through. It is your grace that is positioning us in favorable places. And Lord God, we thank you today. So Lord God, I decrease that you would increase. Lord, that I not be heard, but that you would be heard in this season, in this hour. For Lord, I am just an instrument, a vessel being used by you today. And we thank you for it now. Can we just give God a shout of praise? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you today, God. You may be seated. You may be seated. God is love. So you're going to pass that around, but don't pass it around yet. Just take your time. We got time. No, no, don't worry. I ain't going to take a long time, y'all. But God is love. For each of you that as you pass that around, I want you to think about what you have experienced as real love. What is your perception of love? I thought I got in Liza. Love, God's love. God is love. 
And in 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to look at his love. 1 Corinthians 13. NIV version talks about God's love. Why do I say God's love? Because we should be operating in his love. First Corinthians 13 verse 1 says, this is an IV version. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy, there are so many people who want to, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet, but do you have love? If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship and suffer on purpose, in other words, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. For love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is, self, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in what? Truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. You know, love has not been the greatest experience I've ever had, yet it has allowed me to have some great encounters along the journey that I've taken. And that may challenge you that I say that love has not been the greatest thing that I've experienced because what I thought what I deemed as love, what I what I thought would be the best thing that I could do as far as loving someone turned out to be the very opposite of what I of my expectations. And how many of us have those those times and those places in our lives when we can look back and say, you know, I thought I was in love. I thought I was experiencing love, but Somehow that wasn't the definition of the love that I thought that was supposed to be in place. And so we find ourselves looking for love in all the wrong places. When all the long God is love. God is love. God is love. He embodies all the attributes of love. Yet there are a couple there, there are people who question God's love. Some say, how can God be love when there's so much evil in the world? There's so much, uh, uh, so many injustices, so many things that are, how can God be love? Does, how can God really love any of us with all this that is happening, with all this is going on? How can God love me when I am in the situation that I'm in? 
You know, I got all these problems, all these issues, all these circumstances, all of these things that are going on. I can't really fathom that God loves me. But God is love. Because, see, what man perceives as love is, you know, the, the happy couple, and, you know, the man, the wife the white picket fence and the, the children, the family of four, and just everything is just perfect. You know, everything is just so wonderful. It's just, that's, that's, that, should be, that should be enough. But it goes beyond that. And 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 7 says that. But God, God's love surpasses all earthly understanding we have to understand that God's love is greater God's love is bigger God's love uh, uh, is more vast and is as deep as wide God's love goes further than we could ever uh, uh, even fathom and and many times we have put God's love in a box so much so that we don't understand all that he is desiring to do in our lives because he loves us because he loves loves us there there is favor there is opportunity there is open doors because he loves us there are things that he he does to help us to get to where we need to go so when we look at uh, God's love God's love even puts things in place to produce character traits and and growth that we would never experience if he didn't love us for Proverbs 16, 2 through 4 says, The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. So, uh, yes, God's love even produced evil. Mm. I know that don't sound right. That sounds funny. That don't even sound like it makes sense. But God's love produced evil to keep us in check. Paul said, I forever carry a thorn in my flesh to keep me in check. I'm paraphrasing. Because see, if there's no evil around, we, will we ever pray? Will we ever seek his face? If there was no problems, if there was no situations, if there was no circumstances, will we ever seek him? See, God created us uh, to have relationship with him. But all the while, he knew uh, that if we, if everything was good, if everything was great, if everything was rosy, uh, if, if we lived in a, in, a, in, a, in a bed of luxury, will we ever seek him? Most people who feel like everything is fine don't feel that they need God. He is not even relevant. Uh, why do we even need the word? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the word doesn't even, uh, 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 isn't even relevant for today, but we have to understand that through God, God's love, he gave us God's, he gave us his word to help us to understand his love. God's love, I know this is going to sound contradictory, but God's love destroys the earth with water to eliminate the evils in the earth because, um, and, and leaves us a promise through a rainbow. Because when you really love, so you, 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 you have, there has to be punishment for that that is wrong. The Bible says in Proverbs, you cannot reward evil with good. And one of the things we're going to find out if we don't already know is that the end of the world is coming because there is no way that all of this evil can be rewarded. 
There is no way that God is going to continue to allow this evil to continue. That's why it's so important, and that's why God sent us love enough to let us know that we need to choose which way we will serve, whom we will serve. So God's love goes on after bringing a rainbow, and his love goes through Abraham and Sarah, who went ahead with their own plan and their own idea of what the promise should be, what they thought the promise should be, their perception of the promise should be, and they go ahead and, and have something outside of the promise, but God's love says, regardless of the fact that you sinned and went outside of what I promised you, I'm going to still give you the promise. And many of us go through that every day, time and time again. God has given us a promise. God has given us a word. God has given us that that we need. He said, I'm going to make it come to pass. I've given you opportunity. I'm giving you creative ability. I'm, I, I'm just, all I ask you to do is to move in faith and to believe me, to trust in me. Hallelujah. And so we, we continue to make decisions and choices that's contrary to the promise that he is put in place for us, but yet he still blesses us undeservedly, hallelujah, with the promise that he promised for us, because God's love is great. It's greater than man. Because you have to think about it. Yes, God's love is conditional, but man's love is even more conditional. You know, if you do, if you if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But if you don't scratch mine, don't look for me to scratch yours. God's love says, love those who hate you. But man says, eye for an eye. I'm gonna get you back. I'm going to get you somewhere or another. I, I don't like you. I don't, I don't like you. I, I just, I just have, a, I have a hate for you, whether it's the color of your skin or the way that you act or the things that you do or the things that you have. I just, just, I, I'm just going to find a way to hate you. But God's love doesn't do that. God's love sees past the things that he doesn't like. For God so loved the world that he gave. So God's love also gave choices for life and death in Deuteronomy 30. And then after he gives us the choice of life and death in Deuteronomy 30, he says, choose life because love is life. God, God's love continued to show patience with the children of Israel through cycles of disobedience. Yet his love delivered them time and time again. We are constantly disobedient. We're constantly disobeying what God would desire for us to do, but yet and still he delivers us time and time again. As Pastor Tracy said, he knows the voice of his children. See, God's love supersedes our disobedience. The very essence of, essence of who he is shows up in the flesh of his son, Jesus, who did not want, who did what no other person could has ever done in history. 
God's love. He loved us so much that he he decided that he would come down in the flesh and be an example to us as to what it is required for us to live holy. Not only did he do that, but at the end of that journey, he redeemed us on the cross. So when we look at love, love is responsible. Love is accountable. Love is strong. Love gives us strength. Love is bigger and greater than every situation and circumstance. Love is better than what we could even ask or think. And so when we look at love, love is patient. Love is patient. What is patience? Love is the uh, love is patient. The ability to uh, accept or to tolerate problems or delays. Because see, love really uh, um, is is a is a position where you understand that it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. But it's uh, love is able to tolerate problems or delays. Love is able to tolerate uh, 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 situations and circumstances and, and, and love helps us to adapt and to change so that we can really be in position to accept the real promise of God. Love has the ability to accept or tolerate problems or delays. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is kind. Kind is brotherly, good, good, hearted, helpful, hospitable. Can we be hospitable sometimes? I mean, you know, can we be hospitable to one another? Hallelujah. Kind hearted, kindly, neighborly. Can we be neighborly? Can we be nice? Love is kind, kind is caring, compassionate. Hallelujah. Part of our vision is, is being compassionate. It's understanding that we need to be compassionate, sympathetic, tender. We need to be courteous, gallant, gracious, polite, diplomatic, tactful. In other words, we love helps us to understand how our conversations should be, not what we want it to be. Respectful, benevolent. Understanding when there's a loss. Kindness is understanding when there is a loss that you, if you don't do nothing else but show up or send a card just, just to let somebody know that you're thinking about them. That's, that's love is kind. If we, if, if we don't have these attributes, if we're not operating in these attributes, uh, we are nothing. That's what 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7 says. It says also that love does not envy. What does that mean? Love does not envy. Love celebrates others. Uh, I celebrate the fact that you got on a suit today. I celebrate the fact that uh, that, you, that you got a new car. I, I celebrate the fact that you got a promotion. I don't get jealous. If I really love somebody, I don't get jealous about what you got. Uh, I connect with you uh, and I get with you uh, and I say congratulations. Uh, Hallelujah on your accomplishment. Hallelujah. Love says I celebrate you. Because when you understand love and you see that somebody else is moving up, you're not a crab in a barrel. Hallelujah. You're more like a 
support uh, system and you push that person on even further because you understand that through love you're going to get uh, pushed up as well someone else will come alongside and support you and celebrate you that's what love does It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not high-minded. I am not better than anyone else. I am. I, I am just a man who's being used. I am a, just a vessel. I, I am just dust that is formed out of the 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 the, the, the dust of the earth. I'm just. I'm just someone uh, that if God decided to take a break one day uh, and said, hey, "You know what? I don't feel like it. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, I'm just going to take a vacation." Uh, hallelujah! If He decided to take a vacation one day. Uh, I don't know if I would be breathing. I'm not high-minded. Love is not high-minded. We have to understand that we cannot be high-minded through love. Love keeps us grounded. Love helps us to understand that vertically, that, that we... <laughs> That horizontally, that's the word I'm looking for, horizontally, God has all created us equal in some type of way, but yet we have differences. It does not dishonor others. Love is not disrespectful. Love is not disrespectful. Love honors in other words, it is it is so important to understand that, you know, that's why the word says train up a child in a way it should go when he's old, he will not depart. When you understand that and when you train that child to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you are helping them to understand that when they get older, that they can still be respectful to adults, even though they are adults. Too many people are saying or uh, training their children uh, not to put Mister or Mrs. on the on a handle or Pastor or or, or Prophet or whatever on on the front. Just call them that. Just call them James. You don't have to do that. You can you can respect people by saying their first name. But many times people don't have an understanding of how to say things, so they just say, "How you doing, James?" Hey, James, how you doing? Because they don't understand the level of respect. You can always tell when someone respects someone. When they have respect. And it's not about earning respect. It's about just showing love is respectful. It doesn't dishonor others. Because if a person can call you by your first name and 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 they 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 don't understand the the levels of life the 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 the, the levels of learning the levels of experience see I, I understand that there are some people who have gained more experience than I am than I have so I can I can respect even those who are younger than me there are some things that somebody else may know that I don't know. I might need to. I might. I might need to get with. Now, I'm. I'm not gonna go in Brother Lonzo's house and take his house over. Go in Brother Lonzo's house. Say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this right here. We're gonna throw that video game out. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna get rid of this red. We're gonna get rid of this red furniture. We're gonna get rid of this red furniture in the house. You know, I, I, we we just gonna put all blue stuff in here. Yeah, we're just going to change it all around. Yeah, yeah. 
What what kind of what kind of what kind of mess is that? I just walk up at his his apartment and just start taking over. Love that ain't love. But respect respect is coming in and saying, man, how how you how's you know how do you do all this? You know how 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 is the gaming system working? You know how do you do what you do? You know, and I can let him teach me. You know, or even you know how do you how do you repair these phones and stuff? Can you show me? You know. Understanding that his gifting, his creative ability, you respect the gift that's on the inside of everyone. There are things I know, there's things I know that Brother Roosevelt knows that I, I don't know. But the thing about it is both of us have something in common. We like putting things together. We found that out today. I don't put the same things together that he put together. We had a discussion a couple weeks ago about breaks. And he didn't realize, I don't think he realized that I, I put on a few breaks and changed calipers. And he was like, I just wanna I, I just wanna want you to be in the presence. We just we can work on it together. Oh wow. We can work on it together. All he has to do is pay for the parts. Isn't that awesome? Because love is respectful. And so God is awesome in the fact that God is love and he understands that we have all things common as they had in the church of Acts. It is not self-seeking. There is no room for selfish living. There is no room for me, 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 I, 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 I. When you really love and that's one of the things, that's one of the problems with a lot of the sports today is, is become I, 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 and there's no more team. There's no team in I. No I in team. Thank you, Pastor Tracy. There is no I in team. So now we got players complaining about, I'm not satisfied here. I'm not satisfied there. There's two baseball players that just got a $300 million contract. I'm like three hundred million dollars. That is crazy yeah. to, to 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 hit a ball with a bat yeah. and run bases. Wow! Wow! I, I three hundred million dollars. What are we doing? Can we go out for baseball? I mean, I, I'll make the league minimum. My God. That's the league minimum uh, more than pay off my bills. I can retire from Honda early. <laughs> but the point is, God's love is not seeking $300 million. But God's love will make you run into $300 million. Love is not easily angered. In other words, one of the biggest things we deal with today is the way people drive. And it's so hard. It is so hard when somebody nearly hits your car or they cut out in front of you and do all these random acts. Is, is, are we able to keep road rage from manifesting are we able to allow God's love to step into place
before we decide to do something out of place. I'm talking about God's love. I'm talking about God's love. I need to, I need to ride in the car with some of y'all. Ride in the car with some of y'all. See how what y'all like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what y'all like. <laughs> see what y'all like. See what y'all really saying. What you're really saying. You don't get mad that fast to you. So now you got something to think about when you leave here today and go out here with all these crazy folk driving. Especially those who just got 30 days, who just got their car and they got 30, 45 day tags and they just so excited. I just got, got a car. Those, they, that, not, love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Are you tallying up wrongs against people? I'm talking about, I'm talking about saved people. I'm talking about saved people. Are you are you are you tying up stuff against the, another person? Well, they did that. I got that. There's a mark. Like they did that. There's a mark. Huh? Are you tallying up? Are you keeping a record? Because if you are, you're wrong. Because God's love don't keep record of wrongs. Jesus said, "I threw your sins into the sea of forgiveness." If He is able to throw my sins into the sea of forgiveness, why am I trying to hold somebody to something that they said or did to me? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love hangs out with truth. When you really love somebody, you'll tell them the truth. When you really love somebody, you'll give them the truth. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. God's love is truth. Love, truth, synonymous. So when you really think about love, you think about love, think about the fact that love is truth. Love is walking side by side with truth. And many people have a hard time with truth. And when they have a hard time with truth, they have a hard time with love. Because love will hold you accountable. Love will help you step up to the plate. Love will motivate you. Love will bring forth determination. Love will bring forth um, um, uh, 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 resilience. And toughen you up. Tough, 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 toughen you up. We talk about tough love. Tough love. Tough love. When, the, when love is in position, the evil, the evil of the enemy has a hard time staying in place. Where there is evil, where there is evil, there is no love. Where there is truth, there is plenty of love. Love always protects always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. There's protection, there's security in love. There's security in love. When there's real love, when love is truly in place, there is a security that takes place. There's a level of trust that is that is there that is not in all places. When, when there's evil, most of the time when you see evil, people don't trust each other. Everybody giving you the side eye. But when love is in place, there's security. 
and you're not worried about who's behind you. It is so funny as we come to a close. It is so funny being different places and even at work, you know, just walking around. You just walk around doing what you do and all of a sudden somebody walk up on somebody and they, they get scared. Because they're in an environment that they can't trust people. Because even in the workforce today, we're not sure who is who. You don't know who you're working with. Because people are just different today. Love is not the norm, but evil is. We had a nice, strong talk last week and uh, our hot topic. And the Lord truly showed up. And at the end of it, at the end of it all, I thought about the end of this, the beginning of verse seven. It says, love never fails. Love never fails. Love is being able to say no when you really want to say yes. Love is being able to turn away from situations and circumstances that you really desire to be in, but you know, in the long run, it's not going to work out. Love is being able to see long term as to what could happen. See, love goes beyond what's right in front of us. Love is everlasting. Love is hopeful. Love gives us hope for a future. Love helps extend life. Because where there is love, there is peace. My goal today was just to help us to see that God's love is, is in place. God's love. And it is a reckless love. It is a love that comes after us. <laughs>